0: If you love classics like we do, then you're going to love what our friends over at Best Classics Ever are giving away this month. Through December 30th, they're giving away Amazon Fire streaming sticks, free 30 day, 60 day, and annual subscriptions. Plus, one grand prize winner is going to get
1: a lifetime subscription. You can enter to win on the Best Classics Ever Facebook,
0: Instagram, or Twitter pages, or you can enter at bestclassicsever.com. And if you go there, be sure to check out episodes of our show, The Matinee. From the sands of Tatooine to the levels of Coruscant, we cover it all. Yet another Star Wars podcast is available wherever you get your podcast, and is part of the Forgotten Entertainment family.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, please notice that exits are conveniently located at the front and rear of this auditorium. When leaving the theater, we suggest that the exit at the front of the auditorium will allow you easier access to the parking areas. Thank you. Uh, that's a raccoon, yo. What, what are you doing? Feeding the raccoon. The trash panda. <laughs> doing the three burglars thing happens. Oh, when they're all saying the same line. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. No. Notice Jeb that when they put their hats on, I'm not gonna be able to see facial expressions. So that's on you, man. That's on you.
0: Okay. Camera rolling. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. Can I get an interview about uh, Betsy's wedding? No. Anything but that. Anything get lost. That? Anything with that. Get my hat. Hi, I'm Mike Butler. I'm Mike Field. And you're listening to the Forgotten Cinema Podcast. Each episode, we highlight a film that for a variety of reasons was forgotten by audiences, whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time or the film simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run. We'll discuss what we love about the movie or maybe don't love about it, but we'll always recommend you revisit it. If you enjoy our podcast, please feel free to rate, review and subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. Now, it could be listening on Facebook because we are now on Facebook. Whoa, that's right. Facebook don't steal our stuff. <laughs> well, too late. <laughs> <laughs> How are you today? Uh, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. A little tired, a little tired, a, little, tired. a little, little piece of lemon pound cake. You I had some coffee, coffee. Yeah. So I should be good. You I should can be, be
1: tired. Good. You got coffee there. Come on, good. drink it down, drink it down. <laughs> a little pumpkin coffee.
0: A little pumpkin coffee this
1: holiday season. Now,
0: let's talk about
1: the Page Master. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is the last. I did find a There was a recommenda- a couple of recommendations when I looked for page master, but this is the last animated movie on our list. I believe. Uh,
1: I, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, we haven't really added to the list too much. Yeah. But yeah, well, Anyways, a storm forces frightened Richard Tyler inside a nearby library for shelter. Mr. Dewey, the librarian sees that Richard needs an adventure and tries to give the boy a book, but all Richard wants is a phone. Before he can call his parents, Richard slips on the floor, hits his head, and passes out. When he wakes up, he finds himself in a fantasy land populated by famous literary characters. That's an okay synopsis. It's just okay for you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is what it is. Um... Sorry. All right. So the page master has a runtime of 80 minutes, which is something I appreciated. Uh, rated G production budget uh, differs depending upon what you read online and go from a 27 million to 34 million, um, which is probably uh you know just kind of like the difficulties of animation and live action and CGI and all that stuff mm-hmm. release release date was November 23rd 1994 that is a Wednesday which is probably because that is the Wednesday before Thanksgiving so this is a Thanksgiving day release or Thanksgiving holiday release excuse me uh, opening weekend it did four million dollars domestic and worldwide are the same uh 13.6 million so uh yeah not not did not fare well in the uh, box office there I wonder what came out against it. well I'm not that to that point yeah but all right, I will get to that point so I said it came out on the 23rd of on a Wednesday Came up against Junior the uh, Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger gets pregnant movie oh yeah you also had a limited release that weekend Love in a 45 and Mrs. Parker and the Vicious Circle on the 25th which is the Friday after Thanksgiving which is very rare for a movie to come out then they don't really do it now was a low down dirty shame that is with uh, not Damon Wayans I'm blanking on his name. This is what happens when you get old. Names names escape you.
0: It's uh, Keenan. Oh, okay. And Charles S. Dutton. Keenan and Ivory, Ivory Wave. Yes, waving.
1: yes, yes. See, that's what happens.
0: Names <laughs> escape you when you get older. It's literally um, the guy that created In Living God. Yes, I know. That's
1: why I said it. I, I you said I, one of the big guys. It, well, I, I guy? meant like that's what I meant. I yeah. meant one, but like. I could just pick, I can picture the poster in my head. I just blank it on names. Uh, so that was that week of Thanksgiving, the week after, which is December 2nd, you had Trapped in Paradise a Nicolas Cage comedy with Dana Carvey and John Lovitz. And you had a limited release Cobb, not stars, Timely Jones as Tyler, uh, Tyler Cobb, Timely Jones as Ty Cobb, excuse me. Uh, and then you had 18th of November, which is the week before the Page Master opens, you had Star Trek Generations, Butler. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The Swan Princess, Miracle on 34th Street, and uh, now it's called Leon the Professional. But when it came out, it was called The Professional. Uh, So, uh, I mean, The Professional is a really good movie. I would say that its biggest, Star Trek was probably its biggest competition. Star Trek and Miracle on 34th Street. Definitely, yeah. Especially with the the kid in Miracle on 34th Street, absolutely. Yeah, a production copy of Colbath. Hanna-Barbera, Fox Family Films, and Turner Feature Animation. And this movie was distributed by 20th Century Fox and it was directed... There's two directors. There's one for the live action segments and then one for the animation segments. And the live action segments were directed by Joe Johnston, who's done The Rocketeer, October Sky, Jurassic Park 3. And the animation was directed by Maurice Hunt. He's actually... uh, He's now Pixote Hunt. He changed his name. uh, Or that's what his stage name is. Uh, He is mainly an art director. He did art direction for Rescues Down Under, Tarzan, and Fantasia 2000. Now you had a couple uh, screenplay credits. He had a story and screenplay credit for David Kirshner, who's also one of the producers on this. Uh, he has done the TV show Earth, the Final Conflict. He did American Tale. He wrote the story for an American Tale and for Hocus Pocus, and I believe he's doing Hocus Pocus 2 um, or he's developing it. He's also a producer for the Chucky, for the Child's Play franchise. Well, I guess he's credited as being either one of or the creator of the Chucky doll. huh? but I think we had a note about either him or somebody else about the Chucky doll in an episode far
0: back. I feel and like you're right.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you also had a story and screenplay credit by David Kashi, who did Severed the only movie he really did was Severed Ties. And then there's another a screenplay credit by Ernie Contreras, who's done the TV show Smurfs, the 80s show Smurfs, and Fairy Tale, a True Story. Um, we'll get into some of the writing stuff later because I do have some notes on uh, some of the writing because there was a WGA contested issue along with this movie. So that's <gasps> when we dive deep. Scandal. We'll, we'll get it. Exactly. Uh, cinematography by Alexander Groshinsky, who did Tremors. The Craft and Nancy Drew, composer by James Horner, who passed away in 2015. He obviously won an Oscar for Titanic, and he was nominated for an Oscar for Braveheart and Apollo 13. This score, which we can get into later, is very familiar to me. and
0: uh, That's because this score oh, is used in every movie trailer after this. Okay, so we'll get into it. Oh, that's my very first note in this uh, for this film. We'll get into it. Let yeah. me go through the credits. Uh, edited
1: by Dan Molina, who did The Land Before Time and Planes, Fire, and Rescue. And then... Uh, Alongside David Kirshner, you had Paul Gertz and Michael R. Joyce were producers. Gertz is on Cats Don't Dance, and the he was an executive producer on another episode that we did, Titan AE, that movie. Remember? Remember, Butler? I do remember. Joyce has done. the was a co-producer for No Escape, and he was a consulting producer for the Battlestar Galactica. Uh, uh, the first two episodes, which tells me he did the movie, the initial movie, because that was what the... This is the TV show, the new one, not the older Galactica, the one that came out on Sci-Fi, uh, probably more than 10, 15 years ago, right? Twenty,
0: yeah, probably a while, over, a while probably ago. over ten years ago now. Yeah, so Richard Tyler is the lead;
1: he's played by Macaulay Culkin uh, from Home Alone, Saved, and uh, I guess he's on the new or the last season of The American Horse Story. Yeah, apparently yeah. he is. Christopher Lloyd as Mr. Dewey and the Pagemaster. Uh, obviously, you should probably all know who he is from Back to the Future. Who framed Roger Rabbit, uh, the TV show Taxi. He's actually in the upcoming movie, The Tender Bar, which the trailer just came out as we're recording this uh, this past week. Ed Begley Jr. as Alan Tyler, the dad from TV show St. Elsewhere, Mighty Wind and Best in Show. Mel Harris as Claire Toe, Mom. She is in 30-something, a TV show, and Stargate SG-1, which I've never seen, and the movie Raising Kane. Whoopi Goldberg is a voice talent here for the fantasy book or fantasy. She's won an Oscar for Ghost, and she was nominated for the movie The Color Purple. She's also in Sister Act 1, 2, and the upcoming 3. Get ready. And <sighs> she's in Star Trek Generations as uh, kind of. Uh, you know who else is in Star Trek Generations? Patrick Stewart, who what? plays Adventure. <laughs> he is, uh, yeah, he's a Star Trek guy. <laughs> Jean Luc Picard. Frank Welker as Horror. Uh, he's a wildly known voice talent for Scooby Doo. He plays actually Scooby Doo and uh,
0: he's Optimus Prime in the Transformers, right? No, he's um, Starscream. Okay. And I think he might have been Megatron. Is he Megatron? Uh, no, he's just Shockwave and Soundwave. Oh, okay. Well, then you were wrong. He played counts. Galvatron. The, the bad guy in the newest movie okay
1: uh, Leonard nimoy is dr jekyll and mr hyde obviously star trek fans know who leonard nimoy is spock and then there's i have a one cameo credit or one small credit for phil hartman's in this movie He plays tom morgan uh we did a, we did an episode where phil hartman hit, well, which was greedy a couple seasons ago
0: yep and we also did he was also in so i may an axe murder that's one correct of my favorite
1: that's correct
0: all right so uh we
1: both had already seen this film, uh, but there was obviously a young child when he saw this film. Mm-hmm. Did you see it when
0: it was in theaters? In I'm 94? trying to remember if I did. I know I saw Miracle on 34th Street. And you're six at this point, though, right? Six or... Well, 88, right?
1: Uh, I already did the math. If you're, you were born in 88. I'm seven. seven. You're seven. Okay, you're I'm born sorry, in 87. 87 okay, yeah. okay. So... Would you even remember it? Matt Fargo,
0: I remembered parts of it yeah. i mean i think I'm pretty sure I have this movie on v h s somewhere in my parents' house mm-hmm. um, so I know I've watched it a few times, but obviously not when I was you know seven or eight or nine or whatever. right right um but I don't remember if I think I saw this in the theaters, but I also know I saw miracle on thirty fourth street the remake, so I okay. don't know if my parents took me you know two in a row that's that was very rare when I was younger for two movies, two kids <laughs> movies in a row, right, right uh Yeah. So actually, it would have been three because I would have seen, I saw Generations in theaters and then I would have seen Miracle. Yeah. I definitely didn't see this in theaters. Well,
1: this movie took one of the, one of the, I remember seeing this film in the theaters or did I, I I must have, I must have seen this movie in the theaters. Maybe I had to screen it or something when I was working at the theater because this was 94. So I was at the fourplex and this is probably right what we would get. Um, So (laughs) uh, one of the things that I remember when I watched this film uh, was that, So Macaulay Culkin's on the screen, but he's so young because this movie took three and a half years to complete because they shot his stuff in 1992. And it's really difficult to watch this because the year prior in 93, he just came out in The Good Son where he's the bad or it's like the the bad guy. Yeah, he's like the thriller horror where he's like going to kill Elijah Wood and he's like this like evil seed kid. And he's like (laughs) and and like it's like not. And so then. So he's aged, and then you. This movie comes out. and You're just like, who? What is this? So that was really off-putting. I think that was one of the things that kind of I remember back then. Just, just because it would, took so long to make this film, uh, primarily because you got away for the animation. Uh, so, right. It might have been more. It might have been better to do the animation first, then the live action. But it's also Macaulay Culkin is like, it, it, you know, he's like the hottest thing going after Home Alone. So it's like, you know, he they wanted to get him in everything.
0: Well, the other thing is when you have a young actor like that, if you want to match him to his counterpart, his animated counterpart, you kind of have to do the live action first to kind of freeze him in time in a way. And
1: you really can't do this movie without uh, a name in the the lead role. Like if it was just someone's first film that you didn't know, I don't think this movie would have done the business it even did, even though it wasn't a lot.
0: Yeah, it would have been direct a video or like a Nickelodeon original movie or something like right, that. Yeah. Right. Uh, so
1: we talked briefly about the score. Now I know I had heard it cause it was in every trailer and I know that you can go online and you can find scores like in what trailers they're in. I could not find it.
0: Oh really? So I didn't know you could even do that. You,
1: there, there, like- uh, there once was a website and maybe I just imagined it that you could check what music was being put in trailers and where was it from? And I couldn't find it. And I searched like mm-hmm. I, I searched the page master song. I searched for the, like, cause it's the theme. And, and cause I went, as soon as it came out, I was like, Oh, this is, I've heard this before. in right, trailers. Yep. But I could not find like what, just the any trailer. kind of trailer, like a sample trailer to be like, Oh, remember
0: this trailer was in that. And then yeah. just, but yeah, it is very, it's very recognizable. Yes. Yes. Uh, it, it is a bit like the, uh, Dragonheart theme, which mm-hmm. I think is also James Horner. Um, but, uh it, it was used in everything it also was used in the oscars a bunch too i'm pretty sure that makes sense yeah um, because i'm also pretty sure he composed a couple of the oscars well you know you're gonna get when you're a composer and you do a bunch
1: of stuff you're, all your stuff's gonna start sounding the same a little bit because you just use the you same pick it beats. apart yeah. yeah which is fine that's that is what it is this is one of the first films to feature live action traditional animation and cgi animation all together mm. so but the CGI part is the dragon when the dragon becomes all the colors and they melt from the wall. Is that what we're saying? Is that the CGI part?
0: I assume. Yeah. Well, it's definitely the, the paint dripping off the That's ceiling. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. All that stuff. It's definitely that. Yeah, so I guess this is, I mean, maybe they use some CG to assist them in the animation, but the animation all does look hand drawn.
1: Oh yeah. Once, once he gets into the, once world. he gets into the yeah. world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I guess do you want to get into the movie to start, or do you want me to go into the uh, the scandal? Well,
0: let's get into the scandal because then maybe we can talk about that while we're talking about the movie. Okay. So the whole
1: issue with the film was that this was writ this this movie was written for the screen by David Kashi, uh, and it was based on a six page pitch by writer Charles Pogue. Uh, it was called "In Library Days." Library Days. So he took it, he wrote the script, and so then what ended up happening was that you know, Kirshner came in as producer and he started rewriting it. Um, and he brought his partner was Ernie Contreras and they, so they kind of like re, re, rewrote some of the script and kind of worked it in whatever they right. did, whatever people do in Hollywood, which is usual. But what ended up happening was because it was an animated film, they just put the poster out and they just put on there that they, they got rid of David Kashi's credit. They said it was just, um, Kirshner attempted to claim sole authorship of the screenplay and the original story, not giving any credit to Kashi at all, Ooh. because when you propose, when you do credits, you submit them to the WGA for approval. That's the Writers Guild of America uh, in, in advance so that you can put it on the poster and stuff like that. Right. Um, but they didn't do that because they claimed that it was largely animation and they didn't, you know, they The, the WGA had no jurisdiction over that. That's what they said. But, you know, uh, that's kind of bogus. So I was going to say, yeah, the WGA doesn't have any. Jurisdiction no, they do. They do. They're just they're, they're they're trying to like get through a loophole. So they, they had this long protracted, you know, uh, arbitration settlement. Um, They had to do like interview and investigations to just kind of like figure out like who wrote what and stuff like that and who determined credit, Um, uh, you know, The WGA was just like, you know, you have to give Kashi credit. Fox threatened to pull out of arbitration, just release the film without any of the approved credits. And then the, the, you know, then the WGA would be forced to, you know, file an injunction, blocking the films, promoted Christmas season release. Like it would just been this big thing. Finally, they, they agreed to a settlement. They gave both Kirshner and Kashi credit, both story and screenplay credit. And then Contreras also just gets a screenplay credit, which I talked about before. But like at that time, this case was like the most expensive and extensive investigation that the WGA had ever done for one of its members. So because there's like right. when stuff comes up and, you know, you're like, you have to like, you have to draw the line in the sand somewhere because if you don't hear, they're just going to keep going. Right. Yeah. Um, but like they even uh, they even Kirshner and Contreras wrote a book and it was illustrated by somebody else that's based on the movie and it's strictly it just it contains passages that are directly from kashi's screenplay and they don't give him credit for the book either <laughs> so it's like what is going on here it was just like a really like it was almost like a, a a power move that that
0: didn't work almost i read that there were two books made for the film yeah the junior the junior book i'm pretty sure uh my brother uh, my younger brother has yeah or had well,
1: there's a thing. video game too which i was gonna look up but i didn't Uh, i totally forgot i think
0: my cousin had the video game but that's probably on that retro game site you you could probably play that right um
1: so you know following that great news let's i'll give you another (laughs) i'll give you another nice piece of news uh so joe johnson i told you directed the live action stuff Mm -hmm. he crossed the page master off his resume (laughs) because he claims the film was re-edited without his consent really so they re-edited what he had done without checking in with him i guess or something like that but my question is one well do you have final edit I mean, like I get you want some. Hey, Joe, we got to change right, this. Yeah, but do you have final
0: edit? So if you don't have final edit, I mean, the movie's largely animation, so I would imagine that Pixote, Pixote, Pixote. Pixot. Well, more his more is Maurice Hunt at the time. Uh, I, I would imagine that he's got more say over what the final edit is than Joe Johnston. Well, I mean, he, those are just bookends, really. I I feel.
1: Well, he, I, uh, I, uh, 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 I, I mean, they're they're two different. It's two different sentimentalities in terms of just, you know, animation direction and live action direction. But still, my question would be just for Joe, <laughs> Mr. Johnson, excuse me. You know, did you, if you didn't have final credit, I get maybe you feel like you're spurned because they didn't say, hey, we wanted to check in with you. Maybe they just did it. Yeah. yeah they, they don't have to check with you. They don't have to check with you. That's whatever you, whatever it is. But like, there's already a lot of, uh, this is like the last animated movie we did was Titan A. E, Which I also. And there was, was tons of problems that. in that <laughs> one. So like, so this is another movie where we just have tons of problems, I guess. I talked about the production budget of 27 million 34 million. I guess the film went over budget during the animation production because of and this is obviously somebody who works within the process of mismanagement and changes to the story during the process. So like they were as they were animating the movie they were changing the story.
0: Can you imagine doing all this by hand? Yeah. yeah, I know, right? I've got 800 pages for a second of film, and I'm I'm writing my hands cramped, I'm wearing like a wrap, and then somebody comes in and go. yo, they changed the scene. <laughs> <laughs> Taking all my papers and just like, just throwing them all over the room. <laughs> oh, that would be terrible. It was just, uh, Because we talk about like how hard uh, stop motion is when we talked about Frank and mm-hmm. But like, hand-drawn animation is just the same kind of thing, like, bit by bit page by page mm-hmm. and like when things get changed on you like that it's got to be tough
1: oh yeah it doesn't help it doesn't help so now that we've kind of given you a little bit of a background of what's going on behind the scenes why don't we talk about what's on the screen all right all right
0: nice nice segue i like that <laughs>
1: <laughs> why don't you
0: start us off all right um i like this movie mm-hmm. this movie is definitely not perfect it's definitely not great but what i like about this movie is it's quick it's short and it's to the point mm-hmm. it doesn't meander there's no scene where they fly through a nebula for no reason like in Titan A. It's just like, <laughs> why is this here? Um, it's got nice themes. Uh, it's very simple. It definitely skews very, very young. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, if they, if that's what you're going for, that's what you're going for. If th- I think you could remake this or a similar story and really kind of... Do a much better, more nuanced kind of film that could be for both adults and children. But I think this movie gets its point across, and I think it does what it needs to do. And I'm surprised it made so little. Well, because it went up against Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street and stuff. I think if it wasn't against such hardcore kind of like Holiday Fair, the amount of times you could show this movie in a day at the theater—that's what I was thinking of when I was watching oh, it. I got gotcha. you. You could play this six, seven times in a in a day if you're open. You know, yeah. Ten to ten to eleven. You'd complain about that, but yeah, I complain about that absolutely. But you could definitely pack in so many different showings of this film. Yeah, but I like it. Okay, I don't. I figured you wouldn't like it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You've got no child left in you. No, that's not true. Um, it's like one of those. I think I've talked about it before. Uh, well, two points. One, um, you know, I remember really liking, uh never ending story when I was growing up and I like, and the secret of Nim, you know, I like those two movies. And then I remember we watched them one day. Uh, this is a long time ago. And I just, for me, they didn't hold up. I was just like, I don't, I don't like this anymore. Like, and, and maybe because I got older, whatever, it just didn't hold up. You know, I can watch the first toy story now and be like, wow, that animation's not as great as it is, you know, in toy story four moving on. But right. I still like the toy story story. Um, and my second point is that, Because I've seen animated movies done so well, now, I mean, I I can't really fall back on, well, it's for kids because I've seen it. I've seen a movie that has done really well and it's for kids. And like, I thought it, I think it's awesome. I understand. I get the themes and the, and what they're trying to say. And I get, that's really the most important part of the movie in terms of a child watching it. I, I get all that. Never mind the fact that, you know, fantasy emasculates, uh, adventure by putting him in a dress at the end with them, but whatever, we'll, we'll move on from that, you know, cause that ain't going to happen now. That's the nineties man. I get honest, it. I get body. it. I get it. It's, I don't, you can't, I, I understand that. Um, I just I I felt like everything that I talked about happening behind the scenes. I felt like after I watched the movie, and then when I started doing the notes, like I was like I can see it all on screen. Like I can see just the the missteps, the mismanagement. Like it just it just felt it was just blah. It was just kind of like eh, like. There's, and I can get into the nitpicking stuff, but like we talk about when you don't, when, when there's a, when you watch a movie and there's just like, there's little pieces that it doesn't all start adding up. You just start noticing everything else that just doesn't make any sense. Oh, sure. Like the fact that the kids that are in the, the kids that are bicycling that are jumped that at the end, he jumps over that huge thing at the end. Like, yeah, I did it. I did it. It's like. The whole street's blocked off. Like, is any, nobody can draw, is nobody, the street's blocked off. Like, what are we doing here? Like, Like, that was one thing. I was just like, this is, the fact that his parents are the worst parents. Hey- Run down to the hardware store for me and get me some nails. Where is this hardware store? Because this kid is like 18 miles yeah, away. This kid's on bike. He's 10 years old and he's just like, Yeah, go get him. You got him, right? And it's like, <laughs> where is he going? Never mind the fact that it starts pouring rain. I mean, I get it. It's the storm. Maybe they didn't know the storm was coming. But how about at the end of the movie when they find him in the treehouse and they're like, Yeah, let him stay up here and sleep the night. There's no railing. There's no railing. So he could just roll over and roll off. His parents are the worst parents. <laughs>
0: My note in the live action stuff is I would be really scared of everything, too, if God was after me, because God is clearly after this kid with the <laughs> lightning just coming after him. As it's going. I'm like, something's going to try to kill. Something is clearly trying to kill this kid. Um, the other. Now,
1: I know I was being nitpicky there and being kind of like, you know, just being having some fun. But one of the big things that I wanted to ask you and I, and I wanted to know if this makes any sense to you was. He needs to gain courage, right? He needs to be somebody who have an adventure, but somebody who's not afraid of everything. Life, everything, basically. Because right. they, they make it seem like he he breaks down everything. When you read, like, you get into, like, the bigger synopsis. Like, he's somebody who's into statistics and the statistical data of what everything can hurt, But he's afraid to get hurt. That's what it is. He's afraid to get picked yeah. up. It's like Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> but is it really believable that – he becomes animated and he gets into this whole thing when he, and he's going to have all this bravery and then, and then he's in the real world. How does that, does that really translate that courage that when you're animated to real reality, does that really translate? I mean, I know I'm being literal because obviously, you, you know, you, you could go either way, whether he dreamed it or actually, whether he really did enter the portal of the page master. Sure.
0: Yeah. Um, Do you really buy that? Sure. I mean, the, his cor- big courage was, he went up in the tree house and he did a jump. You know, he's not going to beat up the bullies. He's not facing right. the bullies at the end. It's just small steps of courage. Oh, those kids end. weren't bullies, but they, they were so stupid. They're they're you it
1: dork. Him. It's like, all right, dude, relax. You're jumping with BMX bikes. Calm
0: down. <laughs> 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 oh, BMX bikes was a thing back That's then. true. That's true. <laughs> but no, I, I think it's small steps of courage. Like he's just doing the jump. He's going in the treehouse. He's not confronting anybody. You know, so it's not like he became like this hero in real life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, he didn't fight. He's not fighting dragons in real life. He's not standing up to anybody. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's what the movie's trying to say. It's 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 a kid's movie, it. man. It's it's See, that's the thing. I I I don't I've I know you've seen things done better, but that's it's what I'm like saying. after this. And and No, I get it. You're saying yeah. if you're saying
1: if I'm supposed to judge this movie based upon the time that it came out in terms of like, not, a, I don't know. the You, you don't know years. that Pixar is going to I got completely you. change everything. I got you. But I would still tell you that uh, my initial reaction to that was the fact, the fact that Macaulay Culkin was so young. Right. You know what I mean? Sure. And it was
0: just, and, and I I just, I thought the animation wasn't fantastic. I think the animation is well done, but it clearly doesn't have, you know, Disney money behind it. His face is weird at times. Like he's got these like, he like it's miscolored and weird yes yes very um what's the movie did with the dogs all dogs go to heaven no we did all dogs go to heaven Heaven too we covered the movie (laughs) (laughs) the one with billy Joel. oh um oliver and company Uh, in oliver and company there were similar things with the animation as well you know i think when you don't have as big of a budget when you don't put that and that was disney i think when you don't put enough you know money into it Maybe like there's a, a second pass or a third pass that goes over it. You get good animation, but you get these flaws in, like you said, his head. Mm-hmm. I noticed the colors of different parts of his body and and his skin kind of looked weird. His lips looked like they had lipstick on there because they were so so red
1: compared to the the paleness of his face. Right. It was really like it it was off putting.
0: It was just like you made you like, oh, what is that? I like, think that's also part of the animation. That's also the drawing style of mm-hmm. some of the non Disney movies. I got like you. Fern Gully was kind kind of similar to that and stuff right, like right, that right. I think that's more just who's drawing it and what companies they're using right right because um, this is Fox so and we talked about Fox in Titan A was using multiple different um well Fox is the producer but the, well, I guess Fox animations. family this is
1: technically Turner feature animations movie and I guess one of the notes I read was that this movie how because it didn't do well it kind of set back Turner feature animation a little bit I like Titan A just like Fox <laughs> Animation. <laughs> Uh, I guess Frankenstein's monster was supposed to be in the film. Yeah. I guess he's in the promotion. Material. He, yeah, he, he, he didn't make the final cut, but he was in the trailers, the promos. He's in the deleted scenes, the behind the scenes. He's even in the video game. Where would he been in the movie? You think after Jekyll and Hyde?
0: Uh, probably after uh, would be my guess. Maybe before or maybe right. during he could, he's probably in the castle. I mean, horror, the book is kind of Igor. Although but, they but say but he's not. based on Quasimodo. Yeah. Because he has a hunch, uh, a humpback or whatever it is. is yeah. Sure. And he says sanctuary when he's getting. Uh, yeah. In. But he's really like Dr. He General's, talks like uh, Igor. Uh, Igor, yeah. He's his like servant. So yeah. I can see Frankenstein having It's like Frank Walker well.
1: came up, like, I'm going to do an Igor accent. Yeah, but you're really just a hunchback. In order. No, I'm going to do the oh, Igor accent. Oh, oh, all right.
0: See, I just, I, I don't think they were given equal time either. Three the three books, the three books, or the three tests, whatever they were. Yeah, so there's always three tests, there's always fantasy and adventure. Yeah, but horror really took a backseat to the other three, which I kind of get because it's kids' movie. But kids' movies back then, you had the Halloween tree around the same time, and the Halloween tree is. Super frightening for kids,
1: well, maybe or, that's well you talked about how we just said that Frank Sammossh was kicked out, so may, or edited out maybe, maybe it was too scary. horror was maybe he was with because the first the first quote unquote test is the doctrine Jekyll Mr. Hyde, and that's technically horror, right, so maybe he was there, so i I don't know i I, I just The one thing I keep thinking about, the one word I keep thinking about when I watch this film and and after we go, when we read all the facts and just learning about it, it's just it felt very lazy. It just felt everything was just very lazy, like the story was just lazy and blah and I'm not putting that on. I mean, the fact that we talked about the the battle between the screenwriter and
0: how they, they, they changed it. Like, I'm curious, like what the six page pitch called library days was actually really about. Well, I was going to say, when you mentioned this, I was going to make an offhand comment that that's pretty much the size of the script.
1: <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Such a short movie. Like, it feels like it feels like halfway through this. We're just like, all right, what are we doing here? Let's just, we've got to just end this. Let's just figure a way to
0: end this. It almost seems like it was made for TV and they made, decided to keep it a movie. Yeah. Like they were going to sell it to Disney or Nickelodeon or one of the kids' networks. And then they went, eh, let's put it out. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely feels I'm like it. I, I, it does feel like that.
1: Yeah. And like, you know, he's at the library and nobody else does, does nobody go to the libraries in the 90s? <laughs> it's <laughs> That's like a this, nice looking library. It's the. Um, it's the museum in LA. I think they shot at. Yeah, it's not technically.
0: Yeah, it's like this. Like oh, the library it, bookshelves are clearly filled with binders.
1: I notice. I'm <laughs> like, those aren't books. Those are just staples binders. I know, great, I know the grid. I know. I know
0: what binder every child needs. <laughs> <laughs> look at this. There's no pages in here. Uh, I didn't need pages to make the bookshelf look. <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> Did you feel like the live action moments actually just kind of felt like a the start of like a Michael Jackson music video?
1: yeah it,
0: it was they were so quick they didn't feel like they didn't anything. feel polished or professional like movie was they didn't feel like a movie they felt like a music video or like a tv movie yeah maybe yeah Just the way they looked and were shot
1: i mean you gotta figure that that stuff was what a couple day shoot you know like couldn't be too long yeah, yeah probably a week shoot and you probably and yeah, maybe it was just kind of like in between shooting other movies and you know it, it just it all it all feels like it, it, then this movie just feels like, you know, oh, you're you're not working on Aladdin um, or whatever the ninety. What's the what was the Disney movie in 94 or 95? Lion King. Right. Lion King was 94, right? Probably Lion King. Yeah. So they're probably like, you're not working on Lion King. Just go work on Pagemaster. Like it's like that. It's like it feels like the movie that you couldn't get the job you wanted. Hey, they have positions open on the Page Master. Why don't you just go work there? Like that's what it feels like. It just feels like the C crew is on this. I'm sorry, I <laughs> didn't get hired by Disney. Uh, seriously, it's like, listen, we're looking. To, listen, we're looking for Lion King material, material, and you're more Page Master. Like it just
0: feels do, like that. Do you think animators go up the steps to Disney, get rejected, go down the steps and across the street to Fox? Seriously, yeah. Like <laughs> honestly, like if you
1: can't get a job at Pixar, like where are you getting a job now? Like like that kind of thing. It just, it feels like that and i hate to say that but that's uh, that's the sense i get from the movie it just it just i just couldn't I, you know the biggest my biggest note from this film that i didn't know that I, knew I directed three men and a baby like i like that was the note i got that was one of my notes like oh, he did that i didn't even know that
0: did you know patrick stewart and guinan recorded their lines together yeah, i saw that yeah the, 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 my, well i thought honestly, it was weird not to have horror in the room too though at least
1: well, it, it, they probably, were, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they did this on the set of generations. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. And cut. All right. We've got to go in there and record a couple of lines. I know,
1: we right? Back. But Patrick Stewart probably <laughs> thought he was the hottest thing going. Oh, I'm doing an anime in a movie. I'm doing Trek Generations. Stars are rising.
0: Oh, Patrick. Nope. <laughs> what are you talking about? He's all right. He does a lot of He's an stuff. He's an X Men. Yeah. He does did do X Men yeah? No, he did. Uh, he probably did conspiracy theory around this time too.
1: Patrick Stewart ain't hurting. He's fine. He's good. Neither Will Be
0: Goldberg. But I just, we just, I it just feels meh. I'm not surprised that you did not like this one. I'm, I'm surprised
1: that you. I mean, I, no, I'm not surprised. I mean, I get it. It's a kids. You watched it when you were younger, and it's you have an, uh, you have an attachment to it. I know what it, it was like. To, that. I know
0: what it was like to have watched it at eight years old, sure, in 1994, sure. or seven years old. Uh, but you watched it. You were, you know, forced to watch it for work. Twelve years old. I don't than remember. I 20s. don't remember.
1: I know I watched it in the theater. I just don't know if I, it was a screening or not. But that makes sense that it was a screening. I mean, I mean, listen. When I was eight years old, I was watching Return of the Jedi. I'm scared.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was watching stuff like that too. But you know, when it came to an animated movie, it, it didn't take much. I mean, this, it did what it needed to do. It keeps your interest. It kept my brother's interest, and he never liked movies. Because it's so short, it works. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> well, like this
1: is the kind of movie that you're like, you go to, a, you're going to someone's party, birthday party. Like, yeah, we're going to go see a movie and then we're going to go Chuck E. Cheese after. Well, it's like, what's the movie? Oh, The Pagemaster. You're just like, all right, I'll just get through that so I can just go to Chuck E. Cheese. Like, it was just like, it just feels like it's not, like that's not the, that's not the headliner of the day is going to see The Pagemaster. It's whatever else you're doing. I don't know. Just getting just- the Happy Meal toy afterward.
0: <laughs> Always getting the Happy Meal toy afterward. Like, I know,
1: I know the, we famously had our, um, you know, the Rango episode where like, I was just kind of like, well, the first time we did it, but then the second time I just didn't like yeah, it. I'll never like,
0: hear that first Rango episode. But, but I wasn't, I wasn't connected I to I've recovered it and
1: I'll still never release it. But, you know, like, I, but I could still appreciate my critique of Rango wasn't that it looked terrible or lazy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. this one, this page master just feels, we, Macaulay Culkin's hot right now. We got to get him in everything we can. Let's go. And it just feels like that. It just I don't know. Like he looks more in this movie. What's what's funny is that he's in Home Alone nineteen ninety that comes out. He looks younger in here than he did in, in Home In here he looks like he's from Uncle Buck. Like when he was in Uncle Buck. Like yeah. that's
0: what it feels like. I thought the same thing it was like, when was this filmed? I had to look it up because I was like he still looks younger than Home Alone, but Home Alone was before
1: this. This was filmed, live action was filmed uh, September of 92. As this says, so September right 21st of 92. What I have here is, yeah. This is September 21st, 1992 to October 15th, 1992. Are you telling me that this thing took four weeks to shoot? Ten minutes of stuff? Hmm. Really? I don't buy that, but maybe it took maybe it took weeks to get
0: him well, to that, that killer jump. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you gotta make the jump. We're gonna do it again. We're gonna do it again and again and again. <laughs>
0: Again, <laughs> Joe Johnston, the Stanley Kubrick of kids' films. Do <laughs> a submarine movie after this. I need to practice. <laughs> I need to practice my stunts.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I, I don't know. Give, give me something really. Give me something I can't argue with. I guess. That yeah. you can't argue with, like, like I can't, like, like you're at that, that point is is unarguable and like i have to i have to like that point absolutely but the music is really good <laughs> okay. except the song the song is kind of no long. the 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 score yes the score is great the songs like the one they sing in the middle of the movie i'm pretty sure it's the same song is just it in different no, parts. Yeah. no 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 because i when i look through the credits there's one song that says end credit song and that and, okay or, or maybe that was the second end credit song i'm not sure no the songs are terrible. Babyface did the the, the, the was it was, yeah. yeah no the songs are terrible it's the like they're trying to be like, uh, they're trying to be like Disney like 90s like with all song, like, yeah, yeah, with like we're all the 90s, like, like Aladdin. And oh, there's this good thing. The magic carpet that she pulls out of the book for Arabian Nights
0: to yeah. go. It's like, what, what is this, Aladdin? I was like the same thing. I was like, how did Disney, super, super litigious Disney not go. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's, they, they probably only didn't sue because they saw how much the movie meant. And, oh, we're good. Oh, we're good.
1: Well, uh, um, <laughs> I guess the all the books and all the stuff that they were using were specifically royalty free because they were the patents They're not the patents, the copyright had expired. They're older books, yeah. Right. So that so they technically can use all that stuff, but yeah, you went to Aladdin in ninety-three.
0: Just a couple years before. Yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden the syncops ought to go, What? <laughs> uh, my, my quote was Aladdin much? I mean, yeah. give me a break here. My quote is they couldn't get anything else. They didn't think, hey, people have just saw that in Aladdin. And then clearly, fantasy fart sprinkles on uh, adventure
1: at one point. I was okay with that. <laughs> I was just, but I'm like, what's going on here?
0: <laughs> Her magic is very kind of in and out, in and out. Yeah, uh, yeah. The one thing I do really like in the in the the movie is as they're walking through the library, because all the zones are still part of like the library. The books all have titles on them, and if you look really closely, you can see like The Shining mm-hmm, or like. Mm-hmm. Uh, a thousand leagues under the sea and stuff like that or 10,000 leagues under the sea you can see all the different book names if you really pay attention close to the bookshelf and I was like oh that's kind of clever
1: yeah but that's like you know like I remember like animation used to be you know everything was still frame, and you knew what was going to move because it was di- oh color different. yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah so that's probably just somebody drawing matte paintings that's like that. the book that's going to open that, that shelf exactly <laughs> I could not stand the line uh when, when he's like, I'm a cartoon. He's like, you're an illustration. Like, like, what are you, a snob now? <laughs> what is that? Like, no, you're not some stupid cartoon. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Uh, calm down, page master. Calm down.
0: <laughs> I'm not the cartoon master. <laughs> no one calls me Toon Man. <laughs> <laughs> my, fir- my first note when uh, Adventure goes, I, when the kid's like, I can't use the ladder. Adventure's just like, oh, I got something for this. And he has a deadly killer squid. It's just like, that's his oh, first idea to get yeah. the kid to climb gonna the ladder. I'm going to scare you up the ladder. Oh, you better go, kid, or this thing's going to eat you. You
1: have crippling anxiety? Screw that. I'll fix it. <laughs> Let me scare the living crap out yeah. of you.
0: Killer squid. Yeah. <laughs> Rapey pirates. <laughs>
1: That's like um, the running joke. Well, the running uh, thing. And uh, uh, yet you another know, MCU podcast with with Pat. Shout out. Um, we yeah. always talk about how MCU handles mental illness. It's just kind of like, like when Tony Stark in Iron Man 3 is just like he's having PTSD. And yeah. the kid's like, suck it up. You're an engineer. And he's just like, yeah, all right. I it's like, well, that was easy. Like it's just like countless at th- times in the MCU, they just kind of like bl- they blow off mental illness with just a quick talk, a stern talking to. And that'll his, solve it. Fixing his alcoholism by blowing up the bad guy. Yeah, and oh now my, I no longer have I alcoholism. Oh my god, I know, I know. <laughs> it's just like, all right, that's awfully nice and tidy, but all right, <laughs> who needs AA? <laughs> crippling PTSD. But you're an engineer. You know what? You're right. I'm cured. <laughs> 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 so yeah so adventure's tactic to uh pull out the squid to scare him up
0: scare him out of anxiety yeah. uh, would not work in real life uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's actually in a fetal position right now and, <laughs> and just basically yeah. a coma he he never wakes yeah. up from a cartoon I rumors. just want
1: at the end of the movie the kids come out during the, the parents come out during the credits and the kid, he's on the ground he broke his leg because he rolled out of bed rolled out of the, uh, <laughs> the tree yeah. oh my god what did we do and like when when uh, the father's nail putting the nails in in the beginning he you can see like there's like eight he's nails got eight there nails, yeah. he's really just like, like take again yeah I get it like I, I, multiple takes but like you know how many nails does this floor need dad <laughs> super secure he's got a really Nervous kid. Bring up the bucket of nails. Why is it on the rope? Why is it not up there with you already? Yeah,
0: it's also not a long climb. Just go down and get the bucket and get ready. Yeah, back up. I know. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> lazy, again, lazy.
0: Yeah.
1: I know you like it. They <laughs> like it. But would you? Sh- well, okay. Ten years from now, mm-hmm. let's say you decide to have a child.
0: Okay. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you showing him the page master? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, you know, I, do, I really don't know kids are so different now than like they have so much different stuff than when I was a kid that I, I, I don't know if I could show them any of the old, but stuff. that's not true because I'll tell you right now. Sure. You know, cause you have three kids. I do. You've got practice.
1: My see? son loves, uh, I sh- he watched, uh, we watched Herbie fully loaded. He likes Herbie. He's what he watches the older Herbies, the old ones from really? the sixties. And he loves them. He, lo- he loves Herbie, but he loves them. So, Herbie so Herbie they don't pretty. care. They don't see, we all have preconceived, uh, we all have biases and, and judgments already implanted in because stuff's old and so it's it looks stupid. It doesn't look like the stuff. Now, that's us. That's our baggage. Kids don't have that baggage. What, what's funny is funny and that's what works. Well, that's why I'm trying to think about the page master like that. Well, you wouldn't show them that. But I, if, I if could, they caught the page, I, I there's a difference between if they would watch it and they would like it. But right. I'm saying to you. Hey, Dad, I want to watch a movie. Show me something that's a really good kid's movie. Page Master ain't number one on the list.
0: It's not number one on the list, but I would still maybe show them if it's not top 10. Let's say if I was trying to get them to read, or if like I was trying to say I got to get them to do something and like because it's got that theme, like books are cool and stuff like that. Maybe I'd show them it's also short. So, that in that way,
1: again, that's perfect as well. <laughs> that's not perfect. You don't You want the kid to just be mesmerized by the TV so you can do what you need to do. Well, maybe, so if need two hours like, <laughs> maybe if I
0: only have a short <laughs> amount of time to do something, I got, I, you, just like, I got you. I'm trying to fill in a gap. And it's just like, that's perfect. An hour and 15, basically, with with the credits. Yeah. Boom, done. Um, But yeah, maybe. I mean, I would, again, I liked this. I'm not saying it's perfect, but I agree with all your flaws. (laughs) I I don't disagree that it's kind of lazy. It's definitely missing some stuff. I mean, Frankenstein's just cut all the way out of it. But at eight years old, it kept me entertained and I enjoyed it. But yeah, I never wore out that VHS. I was always popping in the Disney movies over Mm this. Again, I, I... if there's a choice between Aladdin or Lion King or Hercules or anything else, I'd, I would show them that over this. Oh, uh, Hercules. Yeah. I yeah. Love Hercules. I like Aladdin. I like the songs in Aladdin. Aladdin's really good too. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, this isn't, again, not my top choice, but it's something different. Mm-hmm. But even then, if we're talking about other 90s movies that are animated, I'd probably show them Fern Gully over this as well. Mm-hmm. If We're talking about other 90s movies that weren't Disney well that, that's uh that's fair that's yeah fair. but i thought this was a good one a deep dive a deep cut as it were I forgot, <laughs> definitely a forgotten film because no one really talks about the page master and that's why i well, kind of picked it why not butler <laughs> i think it was short i think it's it's kind of it just kind of got glossed over i mean once it came out it came out when it first came out there was so much promotional material for it though i'm pretty sure there were either happy meal toys or burger king kids toys Oh, um, uh, a uh, page wrestler can't be a McDonald's one. I'm pretty sure it was, but I'm not positive, but I'm almost positive there were like a Happy Meal toys with it. Really? Um, okay. Video games and books and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure there were even one of those sound books with the buttons on the side. But then afterward just kind of disappeared because again, like we said, there's Disney movies that come out and I'm sure there was a Disney movie at least, you know, within six months after this film as well. It's the same year as Lion King. Uh, so it's just going to get overshadowed by all these disney movies that come out
1: well there wasn't it wasn't happy mills uh pizza hut okay Tropicana juice Tropicana. Uh, nabisco <laughs> <laughs> so nabisco you could uh artwork for the page master was featured on 80 million packages of nabisco cookies and crackers certificates for a free page master t-shirt could million. be million yeah um they did Pizza Pizza Dow Brands, Texaco Oil. I don't know where you're going with that. Kellogg's and Turner Publishing. So they all oh, maybe, know maybe, McDonald's. Maybe
0: it's like a Kellogg's toy then.
1: And I don't know if it, this is if Pizza Hut is at the time, because I don't remember when Pepsi spun off to start owning Pizza Hut and start because they cause at some point Pep, Pepsi has always been in the Drinks business, but then at one point they spun off and they have a different name. Of I can't remember the company off the top of my head. They have a huge food and they, yeah, they yeah. own like Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, all that stuff. Yep. Um, uh, and Coca Cola to its credits always just stayed with drinks, but yeah, no, that no McDonald's stuff for, for Page Master. Sorry, Tropicana had let's see, Tropicana did posters and activity kits. What did Kellogg's do? Doesn't uh, in Canada, Kellogg's featured 10 million, featured the movie on 10 million bucks of cereal. Pizza Hut had a holiday promotional campaign around the movie. So they did like ads for it and stuff like that. Ziploc bags. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, a little toy, but yeah, you have a kid's film. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm trying to look at, the, I, I mean, I could, I'm not going to play yeah, it, that's but that's there's like, I'm looking at like, I'm looking at like PageMaster Pizza pizza commercials here on
0: YouTube.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the good old days. Yeah. remember pizza. Hut. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I, I don't. I, I, it's a kids movie. It's around the holiday time, so I get why you're gonna do. Obviously, you're gonna have promotions because you right. want, it, you know. Um, but I'm curious because we talked about uh, before it came. What call it, uh, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street? That's kind of a kids film, I guess. That's right? A kids film. Yeah. Again, I saw. I
0: definitely saw that in the theaters. So
1: well, so November 11th. Cause, uh, so because this is the this is two weeks before. This page master mm-hmm. Santa Claus came out. The Santa Claus Tenali, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, they're done. <laughs> <laughs> so then, so um, so they they get that two weeks. So they probably didn't even,
0: you know, finish in any of the top. No, no way. Yeah, that's see, I remember Santa this, Claus was huge. Santa Claus came out it was the first time we always went to the matinee showing. Yep. Uh, my family for any movie we wanted to see, we went to the Santa Claus. It was sold out. It was mm-hmm. so busy that my brother and I had to sit in the front of the theater together, separate from my parents. That was the first time mm. that had to happen because my parents just had to find seats for everybody. And I think my parents um. ended up sitting separately too.
1: And then you had on the 21st, which is a Christmas film, but this film didn't do that much money either. You had Richie Rich, which stars Macaulay Culkin as well. Richie Rich sucks. No, I know. It was,
0: <laughs> it's like, it's, it
1: was perfect casting because, you know, it's like, oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. But they completely screwed up Richie Rich. Yep. Um, I even as a kid, I was like, this movie's not good. Yeah, no, it was, it's, it's not, it's just not. <laughs> but yeah so basically the santa claus probably because everything let's see the santa claus made i'll give you a quick number as to, santa claus made 90 billion dollars so i said yeah it was number so it opened that's funny it's not open number two it's opening weekend but it was number one thanksgiving day weekend and the post thanksgiving weekend and so it, it made and it made 20 million that weekend it made 140 million total Back so then? off of Ooh. a 22 million dollar budget <laughs> so yeah Santa Claus was it was was probably destroyed the page master <laughs> and that's probably why part of the reason it's forgotten it's not I don't to me it's I don't think it's strong I don't think it was strong enough to be a holiday release right and 94 was the Santa Santa Claus is a, is a good movie it's funny it's good is it um, Santa
0: Claus also Fox
1: Santa Claus is do do do
0: all right, we don't yeah, that's where that. I thought you were going
1: with that. No, I was just, I was, I was. It was kind of, I guess, I don't know.
0: <laughs> it's weird to be singing Christmas music when it's seventy
1: degrees outside. It is hot outside. Remember, a few years ago, Christmas was like seventy-five. I was out playing basketball in shorts. It was awesome. I remember that. No, Santa Claus is world. Disney. Is Santa Disney? Claus is Disney. Yeah, okay. Walt Disney. Oh, uh, I take it back. I, I th- it did made one hundred forty-five million domestically, but with the worldwide gross, it made one hundred ninety million. Nice. Woo! It's a lot of money. I made Tim Allen a lot of money. I'm sure. All right. So, I, like I said, I, I I think Santa Claus probably made the Page Master Forgotten. <laughs> um, but also I uh, made the Page Master. Just, I just don't think it's a strong film, and That's for whatever I have reason to, to live on. Yeah, I get I get the attachment to it because you watch it when you're younger, and I'm not gonna. There, there's no fault in that. Obviously, uh, that goes without saying. But I said it anyways. Um. So yeah, I just think it's just not. Yeah, skip it. Although we do
0: say you should go back and
1: rewatch everything, go ahead and rewatch it, but then you can tell me that I was right. So. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, where, they, where can they find us? You can find us at ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com or uh, wherever you get your podcasts, you know, Spotify, YouTube, I guess Facebook now, uh, wherever you listen to this podcast, go ahead and give us a like, a subscribe, a comment, all that kind of stuff, uh, helps our podcast grow analytics and whatnot and field making dings and apologies. Thing. <sighs> Come on. making dings. Uh, but yeah, check us out there and check out all of the other, uh, awesome podcasts at ForgottenEntertainment.com while you're there.
1: Hey, great news. Uh, AT&T paid off my current phone and they think my name is Max. So you know, that, that works too. Hey, Max. Good job. <laughs> uh, join us next week. We're actually going to be going to the future from 94. Uh, only a few years ago, 2016. We're going to watch the movie The Founder starring Michael Keaton about Ray Kroc and the rise of McDonald's. Um, should be a good one. All right. some fries before we do that episode. Well, all right. Well, I guess I'll wait. let to go get that. <laughs> uh, we'll see you next week. on Mike Field. No, you're Max. I'm Max. I'm Mike Butler. And this has been Forgotten Cinema.